Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I'm Dr. Pat. Wow. And I'm I'm Mal Duane. <laughs> that was intense. Oh my God, Benny, are we having fun or what? Always. Oh my God, yeah. Mal Duane is my very special guest today. You know, over a 15-year period, I have uh, I have met some of the most incredible people. And I was saying to Mal before the show, Benny, I was saying, Oh my God, look at us, we're still ticking. But in order for me to say that. Let me just tell you a little bit about this incredible woman, right? You know, many of us have gone through life and there have been some pivotal moments in life, things that brought us to our knees, things that probably had us crawling. And I, that's my homeless experience. Yeah, you, you don't know what it's like to crawl until you literally crawl. But what if you took those experiences and you discovered that there's a truth inside of you, right? And, and in Mal's words, you know, when you find yourself disconnected from your truth, do you know what to do? Do you know how to bring yourself back together? You know, it's once upon a time somebody said to me, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Pat, you know what? You're Humpty Dumpty. And I said, you know what? I'm Humpty Dumpty with super glue. So please get out of my way. <laughs> But that's, but that's Mel, right? This is a woman now that has, this is their latest beautiful, beautiful and powerful venture broken open, embracing heartache and betrayal as gateways to unconditional love. You know, every one of us has a thing. Mine is the betrayal thing. So much so I spent 10 years, 10 years researching it and even recently this week and last week i had a bout of it but what is the antidote for it what is the solution for it it's in this book mal is a certified spiritual professional life coach number one best-selling author of yep just like us alpha chick leading expert on self self uh, self-worth and also we're going to get into that today it's like how to ask for more money especially when you don't think you're worth it. We're going to talk about that. But beyond all of that, she has taken her life lessons and put them so comprehensively in front of others like us that sometimes just need a hand to help us help us stand up. Mal, it's great to have you. I like that little intense thing we did. I'm going to do that. That's like great. I love it. Oh, I love you, Dr. Pat. I love your energy, lady. <laughs> all right, look. Broken open. I know when I say those words, it might be hard for people listening to understand that by the end of the show today, 
you and I are going to talk about broken open, even if it reveals the darkest of the darkest in our lives, we're going to talk about how we get from that place to the powerhouse of love, strength, and resilience we are. So first off, thank you for this book, and thank you for having this come across my desk at a time that I needed it. Thank you for that. I'm honored. I got to start at a place. Look, nobody writes a book called Broken Open without being broken open. I mean, you can, but nobody would really read it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I got to ask you, how did you get up from being knocked down in life? Because that's really what we got to talk about. You've been knocked down a few times. I've been knocked down a few times. And we are like the energetic, uh, Energizer Bunny. But how did you get up from being knocked down? And what was the tipping point for you? Great question, Dr. Pat. Well, when I was broken open, it was obviously around betrayal. Yeah. And betrayal is one of the deepest wounds a woman can get in her lifetime. It, it, it leaves you bleeding out on the side of the road you're gutted and you and you're like am i going to survive this and usually it involves coming across something that's unimaginable that you never in a million years thought you'd see or that you'd experience and all that pain the chaos the turmoil it's all real and you've got to feel it you, you cannot suppress those feelings you've got to walk through this fire of hell in order to get on the other side of it. There's no way of dancing around it. And the first thing I realized when I was in that moment of barely being able to breathe was understanding that this unconscious behavior, this unconscious act that was now presented in my life, it really had nothing to do with me. It was the void in another human being that was causing all of this. When I really sat quietly and felt it, I said, wait a minute, this is nothing I did. This is somebody else's actions that are totally unconscious, to just you know, so destructive. And what is that about? It is about something that they are trying to fill within themselves. Mm. That was the first light that went off in my mind that started to put the breadcrumbs for the trail that I was going to be walking on and ultimately transforming all that pain, you know, and pulling my life back together. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, I do believe, and we now know this, we know this about betrayal, right? Um, we don't talk about it enough, but betrayal comes from broken promises, whether they are explicit or implicit. And what I mean by that is it's one thing to say, Mal, I promise to do this show with you today, right? That's like outright, I promise. And then for some strange reason, I don't, I unpromise it, let's say. It's another thing to imply it and, and then not do it. And, and the research shows both are equally a betrayal. 
And we have so much of that that we are in front of in our lives. And I think you say this in, in your book. When we are in the middle of this, our, our minds are blurred, right? We don't have a true sense or a true nature. But I want to talk about what does start to evolve, the wound and the wisdom. You know, there is wisdom from the wounding of our past. And I want to ask you, what do you think the key is to discovering that wounding also concern, it contains wisdom? Because that's the nugget, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And the, the first thing I realized was that, yes, I had these feelings, but I was not those feelings. I could intensify them or I could dial them down. So there was an element there that I had a little bit of control over as to the severity of where I would put myself on the spectrum on a daily basis. I realized, Mal, you've got some ability here that, you know, you got to put your big girl pants on and realize you can beat the living daylights out of yourself over this, or you can start to look at this pain and say, wait a minute, there's some power in all of this for me. There is a lesson in this for me. And start asking yourself the deep questions. Primarily, what can I do about this rather than what most women run to is, what is he going to do or what is that person going to do to make it right for me? Because at this point, your healing is your work at your job. You can't expect somebody else to heal you. And the only way you can really get to that mindset is by asking yourself the right questions, the deep questions. What can I do about all of this? How am I going to make myself feel better? And that opened up a completely different pathway for me by that, that inner questioning, that self-reflection of the abilities I had at that moment, what I could do. Mm. You know, this is really for us. This is really laying out, as you so beautifully talk about, the gateways, the gateways, because there are the gateways. You know, there's a gateway when you're down and you're literally trying to stand up. There's a gateway for the fact that you're willing to put your hand out as another puts his or her hand out to you. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. And when we come back, who are you really? Who are you really? And are you ready to get rid of one V word and replace it for another V word? We'll be right back with Mel. And we got a copy of the book to give away. Yay! Yay! Who are you? I'll tell you, it's a great it's question. A journey, Betty. It's a journey, man. Of course, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, like now, my nickname is Ping Pong Patty. Oh, Hello, the triple yeah. P's in a house. 
they actually, we all ordered T-shirts, right, for table tennis. And they actually wanted me to put that on the back of my T-shirt instead of like Pat, like my name, Patty. Why not? Uh, 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 there wasn't enough room. I, I really, I came close to doing it. You mean there's not and enough room? You got the iron-on oh ones. God, you can do the iron-ons. Oh, my God. No, man. This, these came from Korea, <laughs> uh, my coach's oh. place. Yeah. They can still yeah. make it fit, I'm sure. I know it. I know it. I mean, who knew? Who knew that I'd go from homeless to ping pong patty well mal knew mal listen thank you for joining me here today before we continue because we got a lot to talk about here we have a lot to talk about your journey your story but also why this is a new narrative to help people that are reading and thinking about it you know look at these gateways that you point out so tell us about your website and how folks can get a copy of your book uh, the website is com. my name, coach.com, and you can get the book right on Amazon, or you can go to brokenopen-book.com. All right. I got to talk about the pathways, but I also want to talk about this idea of going from victim to victor. And that is a phrase that we've heard a lot. Uh, but there, there are ways to do it. There are gateways. There are ideas about it, right? But heartache and betrayal, right? We have to look at them and say, yeah, that could really get us there. But let's start at the place that you talk about in the book. Heartbreak or a broken heart as a badge of courage. Tell us about this and, and, and also how you came to that. Well, when I started my own journey of healing, I went to a lot of support groups uh, for women who had also experienced similar things uh, in their marriage. And when I was in those meetings, I met more women that were still shattered filled with anger, resentment, and it might be five, 10, 15 years out from the original experience. And Pat, that to me was, was more tragic than the, the initial thing that happened to them. And I was saying, oh my God, they are living their lives as a victim to something that happened 10, 15 years ago. Mm. That doesn't, you know, it's insanity. And I started to look at this experience of what happens to us when we do love fully and we step into that arena of love and we give it all and we get knocked down. We have the capacity to get back up. And that broken heart that we have experienced really shows the capacity that we have as a woman to love. Because if we didn't love greatly, we wouldn't have a broken heart. So immediately, I, I had a completely different energetic take on what that broken heart was going to represent. It was my badge of courage that I had committed, stepped in, leaned into love, given it my best, had made a commitment, been, you know, very vulnerable in a relationship, and to me, that was a badge of courage rather than being the victim of somebody else's behavior. It, it just, it didn't line up that way for me at all. 
I felt like a victor, like, yeah, I'm getting back up from all of this. I'm going to get on with my life. I'm going to do what I need to do to heal. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is, but there is this resistance to heartbreak because what is it that we say? You know, we say that we're going to pick pleasure over pain, but I don't know that there is a way to avoid heartbreak because heartbreak is heartbreak. I mean, Elvis even wrote the song Heartbreak Hotel, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about this. We got to get to the place where we move to real love as you talk about in the book. And we have this mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical awakening where we stop playing the the victim. Let's talk about the role fear plays in all of this, because fear is a big, big part of your journey, your book, and in the discussion of heartbreak and betrayal. Fear is the number one component that's going to keep you held as a prisoner in all of this. The more you fear the loss of love, the more you fear being alone at a certain stage in your life, the more you fear that uh, your worth as a woman, because this this has happened to you, all of these things create the state of being a victim, Mm. that somebody has done something to you. We, sadly, but it's real, we have made choices in our lifetime that have brought us to this point. I made choices in, in dating a man, falling in love with the man, committing to him, getting married to him, and ultimately being in this situation where now this marriage was unraveling due to what I had uncovered. Mm -hmm. So I had made choices that brought me to that point. When I accepted that, my half of that relationship, because I'm half of that equation, it's not all him. No, I'm 50% of it, he's 50% of it. And when I owned my half, what brought me to the point, and now what could I do from this point forward to heal myself? It had, the experience had a whole different meaning. That's when I started to find the wisdom in the wound that we had talked about. Yeah. You know, the healing process uh, may take different forms for different people. But Mal, the bottom line to this is it's necessary. It's necessary. And it's necessary for the reason you point out, the reasons you point out in the book. One is we really don't want to stay stuck where we are. We really don't. We don't want the once fragments of our lives to become our essence. We don't. We don't want, as you say in the poem in the book, the darkness and the stabbing unworthiness to be in the forefront, you know, to be that thing that gets crystallized when people look at us, right? We don't want to shut the door on peace and contentment as if it belongs to another person. And so we are looking at ourselves through your lens and what you've put on paper here as the love that we need. 
we are the love that we need. How is it that you have discovered this? And what are others saying about this journey you're taking them on to discover that gateway, that gateway that we are the we are our own Prince Charming, so to speak, or Princess Charming, depending upon what, what you love? Beautifully said. You know, so much of what we feel as women is due to prior conditioning. You know, it's interesting, Pat, when we land on this planet, we're untouched, we're clean slates, we're divine little beings, absolute, you know, perfect bliss. And then we meet our parents (laughs) and the story starts to change. Now we start taking on other people's perceptions and beliefs, which have nothing to do with us. And we start learning how to get love is by acting a certain way, by doing certain things. And we develop a perception of give and take on love that it is through the way we do things and what we don't do. That, and then what happens is we grow up and we're now we're in an adult relationship, but we're looking at that adult relationship with old data. We're using beliefs that we created as children, which are totally outdated, to evaluate a situation we're in today. And that was one of the first like cosmic two by fours that hit me on the head in all of this was that my beliefs about love were a little screwed up. They had been created when I was much younger and predicated on things that just no longer existed. So I really had to kind of say, wait a minute, what's true here? What's real here? What's really happening? And start to assume a lot of the responsibility for what was happening, my half of it. The deeper I got into realizing that I owned part of this situation by overlooking small signals, small red flags, by not speaking my truth in certain situations, being afraid to speak up. I didn't want to rock the relationship. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, upset somebody. So I swallowed my truth on many occasions rather than speak up. All of that came up. I said, wait a minute here. I didn't honor myself fully in this situation. Look what's happened. I haven't been honored fully by another human being. And when I understood that, my perspective of how I felt about myself, my self-confidence, my self-worth, everything started to change. And I realized I I was a container of love. I was I was strictly a vehicle of love while I'm on this planet. And by projecting that love out to others and and being that open and loving woman is how I was going to attract mutually that kind of response back into my life. Mm. And, And so, you know, I started speaking my truth to my husband as I went through this process with him. I started to speak up and not in a way of, of judgment and condemnation, 
but finally in in a way of compassion and understanding realizing that yeah. he's a human being and he has flaws just like i do yeah and really, what we're talking about here, too, is really the discovery of discovery. And then the, the courage, the courage to step forward and look at this in a way that the conditions, your love story, everything that was based on what we've been conditioned or patterned or learned throughout our lives manifests itself in that very thing that we don't want. You know, so what is it that we do to go from where we were to where we are? How do we, as Mal puts it, how do we find the stillness, the stillness as the answer? And then take that stillness and turn that old story into a bestseller. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver, tears might well up in your eyes, and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back, or arms, along with clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling, and a strong desire to yell. (laughs) The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems, then start noticing and logging the body cues that come with them. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. 
Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. All right, everybody. Uh, yeah. Mal, look, take a minute. Tell folks how they can find out more about you and about the book, Broken Open, how they can get a copy, all of the above, right? Right? Um, and I want to really now move this to what you are best known for, which is underneath all of this. And that is, yeah, it. we are talking about this change, but we're also talking about this change where we build confidence, where we embrace our self-worth and even escalate it. So let's start by you telling folks how they can find out more about you, the work you do, and get a copy of the book. So my web address is my website is com and that's M-A-L-D-U-A-N-E coach.com. Then go right to Amazon, put my name in, Mal Duane or Broken Open, and they will find the book there. Pretty easy. And or they can go right to a web specific web page for the book, which is broken open hyphenbook.com earlier i had said underscore it's hyphenbook.com yeah thank you all right look i studied betrayal for 10 years in the form of broken promises you think i got some issues with that i do (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and you know i worked on trying to change that now i have a different perspective now when it happens what I do is I work on changing my perspective on betrayal. You call it washing away your old story. All right. Uh, There's a quote in the book. It says, it is your personal story that you need to awaken from in order to be free. Let's get into this because as you say, have you ever had a really bad hairdo? Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. And today, a little bit like that, but yes. All right. Old story. Love to tell them. Do we need them? So the old story is the love story that you've created from old beliefs and all the crap you picked up along this journey of life. And ultimately, we all have an identity in love. We're either a needer which is someone that just wants that other warm body, isn't really selective on who it is, a giver, somebody that just gives so much they have nothing left for themselves. I'm a little guilty in that department, giving, giving, giving. The taker, someone who gets married to up their social status or financial uh, uh, status. And then the allower, somebody who is that doormat for just unacceptable behavior keeps overlooking it, uh, tolerates it. And I had a little bit of that too. So I had a combination of things going on, being an overgiver and allowing things that were unacceptable. I had to know what the old story was so I could heal it, fix it, and, and wash it away. And once I understood really what my love story was and how I processed, 
then I was able to say, wait a minute, that's not who I am today. Those were patterns, as you mentioned, uh, Pat, that we do create patterns, but we can create new patterns, uh, new habits and new ways, new perceptions. And that's exactly, you know, what I did. I started to say, wait a minute. This is not who I am. This is not my truth. I am a loving woman. I have I bring tremendous value and honesty and, and compassion and understanding to a relationship. I am uh, truthful and and compassionate and giving. I deserve the same from a partner. I deserve to be treated the same way in a loving, truthful, honest way. Once I came into the the real feeling of deserving that, then I was able to expect it. And when I knew I couldn't get it in my situation I was in, mm -hmm. that I wasn't getting that honesty and accountability that I needed for me to be comfortable and to stay, I made a decision with complete power, complete conviction, and yeah. no regret, none. Yeah to end the relationship. Yeah. Look, there's a point that we get to. And, you know, my, my stepmom used to talk about this a lot. She was so wise. What an amazing woman, right? And she was from the Deep South, had her first child at 12, had her second child at 13. Uh, married my dad, and she was like 25 years younger than my dad. So she was almost almost as old as my sister right so like my sister I mean honestly it's ridiculous that but I'll tell you what there's something that comes from the edges of somebody that's had a life like her there's a wisdom that I, and I gotta tell you she was my worst nightmare because I was a child that was spoiled out of control my nickname was Pat the Brat and so <laughs> then like right so then here we go with the stepmom and my two sisters who were from the deep south who never said anything wrong, never cussed. Hello. Um, but what she did to save my life, I just don't even know how to express that. And I want to ask you about this in the book, because what is it about us? And I just say us as women because I, I just need to say it in the moment. But what is it about us that makes it so difficult for us to ask for help, for us to say, Mal, I need your help in this. I can't get it, I can't do it alone. Because I think that we go to the point beyond breaking because we're so conditioned to do so much all the time. What is the lesson in this for us? It's the way we've been raised as women, mm -hmm. and it's changing. You know, yeah, we, it I, is. women have been suppressed. It's always been a patriarchal society, and that's now changing. And the balance is coming between the feminine and the masculine. Mm -hmm. And so women now are learning to speak up and raise their hand and to say, wait a minute, stop that behavior. It's unacceptable, <clears throat> or I need help. Or I'm, you know, uh, 
not going to tolerate this any longer or 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 they they ask for exactly what they need times are changing we we're starting to understand that we have a worth that probably wasn't really you know i know for me growing up my self-worth was was never reinforced in the my family environment i grew up feeling very worthless and um uh, unattractive and unwanted and unloved. So, and this happens to many women. And it's not intentional. Our families didn't mean to do it. It's just a byproduct sometimes from the way we grow up. Just as you said, you know, you grew up in a tough situation, but your mother taught you a lot of lessons. Well, I think my journey has taught me a tremendous amount of lessons about how to be resilient how to honor myself now, how to speak up and say what I need and what I want. Where before, I did not. Before these painful experiences, I did not have the ability to do that. That's the wisdom in these wounds. It has taught me my own worth, what I deserve in a relationship, what I need to be happy. I have an awareness now about myself that I didn't have before. It's been yeah. a game changer. Yeah, it is a game changer. And, you know, look, let's talk about that game changer. As a matter of fact, Benny, let's skip the next break. Uh, but let's give a copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. Love to give a copy of the book away. And for those of you just tuning in, the book is Broken Open, Embracing Heartache and Betrayal as Gateways to Unconditional Love. Um, we got to have a gateway. But the end game uh, that you're pointing to is unconditional love. I want to talk about that as an end game. Tell us about from your experience, but also you really reference other people in your book. Tell us about that being an end game, unconditional love. How does it set us free? Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Self-awareness, learning who you are as a woman, what your needs are, what's going to be acceptable, really knowing yourself as a woman is your gateway to unconditional love. Because then you have an understanding of what love really is. And I think the more we understand what love really is, the conditions of it start to drop away. It's no longer about if he does this, then I'm going to feel better or I'm going to feel loved. You start to own love as your own experience. And and for me, it was, if I do this, I'm going to feel better. And many of my clients that have gone through this, if, if I do this for myself, I'm going to feel empowered. I'm going to feel stronger. It is about doing what is necessary to make ourselves whole Mm -hmm. so that when we look at another, we are looking at them with eyes of love at that point, because we, we are coming from love. We can now look at somebody else with love. That's the gateway. Filling yourself up with enough love so that you can look at another human being with complete love and understanding. That's the gateway. Look, as we're looking at this, we are talking about living an amazing life. And it takes so long for so many to move beyond betrayal and heartbreak. And I I think it's important to talk a little bit 
about what the energy, even saying the words, right? Even saying the words betrayal, just saying it, right? It, it, you could feel the energy of it, right? And, and it hits us in so many ways. It's disloyal. It's talked about as treachery. It's talked about as bad faith or faithlessness, as falseness, right? That's what that word means, right? It's We talk about deception. You know, on the streets, we use the phrase double dealing, double cross, sellout, right? You know, this is the energy of this. So you and I, we are not... We are not understating what this journey is like. We know what the journey is like. But the reward, the reward is so brilliant on the other side of it that your vision and your mission is to clearly seek people out and help them. How do you describe your own personal endgame? as a result of doing the things you've outlined in the book. When I started this journey, Pat, I was in pieces. When I finished this process, this transformational process of healing, I became more whole and more complete as a woman and happy with just myself than I ever have been before. I think the biggest lesson I learned in all of this that it wasn't about the crucifixion, the betrayal, what had happened to me, but it mm -hmm. was about my own resurrection into my powerful self. Mm. That was the journey. Yeah. That's what I, mean, I uncovered. And, and here, here's really what we're talking about. I mean, look, as we ponder the future, right, questions about the past will begin to bubble up. They'll bubble up in our minds. It will happen that way. Did we miss all the telltale signs? Were there those business dinners? Or were they really business dinners, right? What about X? What about Y, right? What about what about? See, like we start to look at our future and our future is without this person or without this thing. And so these questions come up and we start to second guess ourselves. And one of the things you're also known for is you're also known for your work on self-esteem. And it's not a mistake that we are talking about this book, Broken Open, Embracing Heartache and Betrayal. But, you know, what has come before you has positioned you for this conversation. And that is self-esteem. Because when we're talking about the end game here too, Mal, aren't we also talking about helping one refresh, rebuild, re-energize, renovate, their own version of self-esteem because as betrayal hits us, I think our self-esteem gets a hit. Oh, it, it gets more than a hit. It gets completely shattered and broken. <laughs> you know, that's that it, it, it's, it's, there's nothing that I think brings a woman down faster and harder than betrayal, but yeah. it's also our job as a woman to pull those pieces together for ourselves, mm -hmm. to rebuild ourselves. Because when we do it ourselves, it's solid. If we, if we expect somebody else's behavior to, to pull us together and heal us, that's a Band-Aid that can be pulled off again. 
and that can create another break. But when you do this inner work and you are committed to getting back up and being whole and you do it yourself, there's very few things that are going to knock you down again. That's right. That's where that self-esteem comes in. When you do the work, you've done it, you've, you've done the meditation, the journaling, the support groups, any, any practices that empower you to come to this place of wholeness again, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. You're stronger yeah. than if you relied on somebody else to do it for you. Yeah. There's a friend of mine, Matt James, a uh, longtime friend, one of the first sponsors we ever had for the show. And he had a, uh, a phrase that he's known for. And his phrase was, whatever you think you are, you are more than that. And I remembered that, and and I and I'm really struck by that as well as I think about what you've written here and the body of work that you've said yes to in your life, because underneath all of this, there is a gateway, and I want to talk about this last gateway with you, and it is the gateway that you talk about freedom is forgiveness, because I'll tell you, it, forgiveness is not for the light of heart. But understanding what forgiveness really means and the way you talked about it will get us there faster. Let's talk about what is forgiveness and what is not forgiveness. Well, forgiveness is not condoning someone else's bad behavior. And many women gag on the word forgiveness because they think that they're letting somebody else off the hook for painful uh, unimaginable, disgusting behavior. No, that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is freeing yourself from the bonds that, that tie you to the pain of that experience. It's cutting the cords, the energetic cords that are connecting your heart to that painful experience. You're freeing yourself from the pain when you forgive. Man, look, I said this the other day and I got a bunch of emails on it. You know, the best thing that someone ever said to me, you know, my friend, Reverend Bonnie Barnard said to me years ago, she said, you got to be, look, Pat, I'm just telling you, you know, forgiveness is one of the most selfish things you'll ever do. And the reason it is, is because you're doing it for you. Nine times out of 10, whoever you've got that energy with, they don't even know you're doing it. And I thought to myself, what? For real? Uh, you have several forgiveness practices in the book, right? Yes. But I noticed and very acutely noticed that you take us on the path of forgiveness before you take us on the heart's desire. And I wanted to, I wanted to close the show by having you talk a bit about heart's desire and what we need to do to get there. The only way that you can really and truly start to manifest your heart's desire after going through a painful experience like this is to have learned from the experience and understand it is not about the pain. That that was pain is our greatest motivator or teacher to change the direction that we're going in. And that's what women need to understand. Pain is not about getting knocked down. It's about, wait a minute, 
this doesn't feel good. What do I need to do with my life so that I feel better? What do I need to do? Uh, what direction do I need to go in so that I feel more value? That's what the, the big key is here, is that pain is your teacher. It is the motivator for you to make change in your life. And you cannot start to create that heart's desire and love again in your life until you have all of this in perspective as to what has happened and brought you to this, this moment. And forgiveness is, is, is part of that getting to that heart's desire because until you can forgive, you're not in your power. You're still a victim until you're able to forgive and, and just say, okay, I, I can put this behind me. I'm no longer attached to any of this. My heart is free from this pain. Now you can move on and start to create a new life. I love it. Look, thank you so much for today. Again, uh, how can people find out more about you? And then I have one question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today, Mel? That everything that happens to us in life happens for a reason. And it's to teach us something. And I've learned this, Pat, through the most painful experiences. Every single one of them has taught me something very, very important about my own personal growth and expansion and becoming more complete and whole within myself. So everything I now look at is strictly a lesson in life. It's 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 not some kind of massive, you know, knockdown, uh, you know, getting beat up and and um, squashed in any way uh, emotionally. It's really ignited tremendous personal growth. And that's the way to interpret these experiences. It's about growth. Uh, I'm ready to light the match and ignite <laughs> that flame of yes. personal movement, achievement, and growth. Mal, thank you for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you've done and all that you will continue to do. Thank you. I want to thank everybody out there for tuning us in and turning us on. And remember, you know, Mal has really said it beautifully for all of you ladies out there. You know, there is a life, a world. Yeah, everything out there is for you, for your heart's desire. And she's here to absolutely get that stuff, that crust out of the way so that you can get to the gateway, unconditional love, and your heart's desire. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.